what's up everything? The St. Louis Blues are a conundrum as always. Much like the NHL itself, they believe having the Arizona Coyotes in their venue is a good thing until it comes back to bite them on the keister. And now, because of Papa John's coronavirus, we've got the Coyotes for two more games. Dog will hunt, but will the Blues? We'll discuss it ahead. Plus, we'll probably laugh at the misfortune of Tony D'Angelo because that dude seems like a massive tool. It's a lot to get through, so let's get started and let's reverse our retro. Reverse! Reverse! Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Reverse, reverse! Reverse, reverse! Cha-cha now, y'all. Cha-cha again. Cha-cha now, y'all. Cha-cha again. Turn it out. To the left. Take it back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys, One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, February 4th. Ian, I called it the Papa John's coronavirus in our intro. Why'd I do that? Hasn't Papa John's been through enough? The company, not the man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Papa John's, I think my least favorite pizza. Yeah? I think. I think. I feel like I like them, but I understand that's controversial. It's it's fine. It's a little on the sweeter end. I think the sauce is a little. But sweeter. Domino's, we both agree, the best one. I I think so. Pizza and I, I'm a little ashamed to say it because I think people really. I mean, hate I'm ruling out like of those of those three, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Emo's, Cecil's. That's all a different yeah. conversation. But Pizza Hut to me is just boring. I'm like, ugh. Pizza, it's all right. Um, have you Even ever... though our school served them all. Mm-hmm. Once a week, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's how they did it. Because we were children, and so they gave us pizza <laughs> yeah. three times a week. But even though they did that for some reason, maybe because the others have changed substantially, then mm. still since then, Pizza Hut is the one that still feels to me like a school lunch. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm an adult now. <laughs> uh, that one is kind of ingrained on me. Pizza Hut though is so much better at like the restaurant. Than ordering True. It. Yep. Truth. I went to um, a Pizza Hut on Easter mm-hmm. because I was coming back from Nashville for a friend's As you do. party. As you do. Yeah, Everything in this story, totally normal. And this Pizza Hut was open and they were like dressed up because it was like, this is Pizza Hut in Centennial, Illinois. Mm. Is that a place? Um your guess is as good as And their manager was super nice, and we got there right when they opened. There we can had, like, be fresh pizza. It was amazing. If there can be a KFC in Yellowknife, there can be a Pizza Hut in Centennial, Illinois. Oh, I know that much. It was so good. Um, how do you feel? What's your What's your local pizza ranking? What's like your favorite like local pizza? Ooh, well, see, I, I mean, I do think I like Emos the most, but I will always go to Cecil's first mm. because it's half the price. <laughs> Emos are everywhere, and then Cecil's are like. In places I would never expect anything yeah. to be. I actually really liked Fortel's, and now I don't know if it even exists. I The one I knew about got closed, but I don't know if there are others still. The one we went to? or The one that's, the up, one that's up at Kerr's Mill yeah, and yeah, yeah. wherever? Yeah, that one's... I don't want to say Kerr's Mill as if someone... Oh, I mean, uh, or, um, <laughs> or uh, Potter's Mill or <laughs> Millhaven. Oh, no, my, uh, my uh, worry was a dumb one. Yeah, no, 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 no. Kersville, too close. It's too close for comfort. Mm. I also admitted earlier that we went to school together, which maybe these people didn't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going badly. Um, 
What's the one in Manchester across from the Schnooks that you used to work at? <laughs> Those are just narrowing the bubbles yeah, yeah. for people. Uh, Farage's? Is that what you know it's what called? Sure. Because it starts. I don't think I've ever actually been tunnels, there. But it's not. No, 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 no. I've never been there either. I've always wanted to yeah, try. Yeah, me too. It. Me too. I feel like I would be disappointed. <laughs> there's a there's a scene and uh, there was a weekend update line once where they're talking about the wire and one of them's like, "That's a great show. You ever watch it?" And the other one's like, "No, you." And then Tina's like, "No, me neither." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah that's how I feel about Parachi. That's a great pizza place. I've never been there, but it's great." You chug along for This week, Ian, I couldn't walk there if I wanted to mm. because I crippled myself. I'm fine, people, but I was uh, a, fr- a, a friend's children who are very adorable. And they now, you. And now my enemies. <laughs> One of them came up to me. He's like three years old. He's the cutest kid, and he adores me, which I don't understand because I don't even like me. But anyway, this kid yanks me downstairs, which is fine. We're playing downstairs. But then my friend comes downstairs and he's got like a full soccer net in this unfinished basement. And I, for some reason, am like, I'm going to try a trick shot on this soccer net in my socks in his unfinished basement. My leg gave out from under me, slid and dragged beneath my whole body. And I thought I broke my ankle. Went to the hospital. By the way, if you ever need to go to the emergency room, Progress West Hospital, Highway K, and 40 out in St. Charles. You were too far away. Oh, listen, listen. I was, but here's the thing. Smooth. Nobody there. There was nobody there. I have the reason I don't ever go to the hospital for these sorts of things is it's like I got an ankle problem. I'm gonna be five hours. But I was in. I was out. I was done. This doctor, by the way, I don't know how much Scrubs you've watched, um, but and it's not even a specific Scrubs reference. But in Scrubs, they're very honest about the fact that like not every doctor's the same, and sometimes you get like the. 4 a.m. emergency room doctor. And this dude was the midnight emergency room <laughs> doctor at a low pop hospital. He, Ian, did not give a fuck. <laughs> he was like perfectly polite, you know? He was that. perfectly fine. Everybody else there was great and super nice, but this guy, they came in, so he came in and talked to me, and he was like, he looked at the foot for like a couple seconds. He's like, Yeah, what'd you do to yourself? <laughs> I'm telling the, tell the story. They come in, they bring the x ray machine to you now, which is great because I don't have to hobble anywhere, you know? And they take the pictures, and then go, like 30 minutes later, a guy walks in and he's like, Yeah, so I looked at the x ray, and uh, there's no break. So, get out. And that was his whole, so was the end of his prognosis. And I was like, so what? And he was like, I, I don't know. Don't. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, you know, rest it and don't give it a couple of days. It'll start to feel better and you'll be all right. Which has, as a matter of fact, turned out to be mostly true. But he didn't give me the confidence. And then I was like, should I wrap it? And he was like, sure, if you want to. Yeah, that makes you feel better. <laughs> and then another guy finally came in to give me my discharge paperwork and was like, you want us to wrap that? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's not looking so good. <laughs> Doc says I don't need it. <laughs> so it was an experience. Uh, you know, it was. I'm, I'm feeling much better. Uh, but it uh, don't don't you know damn near tear your ankle off if you can avoid it. It's not pleasant. It's a couple of days of like real real just in, immobility, <laughs> and I'm the kind of person who pushes himself. 
I'm just like, I'll just do it. I'm just fine. Because <laughs> you know? like, if I pretend I'm fine, then I'm fine. It doesn't matter if I'm risking further injury. Yeah, exactly. This time it was like, mm, not today. <laughs> not today, thanks. Uh, well, Stephen, you're almost 30. So. That's right. <laughs> I am almost, almost not quite older than Kyle Clifford. But I'm not. I am older than Kyle Clifford. I don't like that. No, no, we've discussed it I before. Like I don't like it how in... It's fine now. It's fine. It's okay. It's almost okay now. But in four or five years, we'll be older than all the athletes, and that I really don't care I'll be for. Older than Ryan O'Reilly? I'm pretty sure I'm older than Ryan O'Reilly. Oh God, I hope not. I can't. Oh, you're do not. It. In fact, his uh, birthday is in three days. Ooh. Happy early birthday. Maybe stop sucking. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was all prepared. Oh, by the way, last week your mic sucked. Sorry for that, people. We're, we're we'll figuring this out. We'll get better, promise. Is it bad now? It, it, looks, good it now. looks good. I At least last week I pointed it out. I didn't stop the show to figure out what was going on. <laughs> but I did that. say, hey, maybe move your mic closer. And then it didn't really fix it. But I pretended that it did. So, you know, we're getting better. We're improving. And then previously we would have just ignored it completely. I was already, Ian, I was hoping for a win tonight so we could just be soaring in this game. Oh, I was so excited. We were going to play our, our uh, I'm so happy outro music that we can't tell you what it is until we get to play it. And by that point, it'll be a three-year-old song and nobody will care. But it was not to be. Where do you want to start? You want to start with these games? You want to start with league news? You want to start with Tony D'Angelo being a stack of shit? <laughs> what do you want to... What do you want to? Where do you want to? What do you want to do? Um, I only want to. I'm going to say this. On, I'm going to say this on air, just so we remember. There's a quote from tonight that Bruby said. Basically, I think more or less calling out players that on, were there on the ice that allowed the empty net goal, and then Jeremy Rutherford went on to then find the official score sheet and figure mm-hmm. out who was on the ice. So uh, you can just put together who Craig Bruby doesn't like right now. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. But I thought that was very interesting. Good, good deep digging, Jr. Um, let's talk about if we're talking about a shitty, shitty loss like the Blues had tonight. Let's talk about a shitty, shitty person. Yeah, Tony, Tony D'Angelo. That could be the only. That's the only. Uh, that's that's the, the only, only one in hockey. <laughs> it's blank space. So this guy, I, I, the Trump supporting stuff is almost like back burner at this well, I was point. Like, that's just like aside. whatever. You know, like if that's your cup of tea, I'm one of these guys that fine. Let it be your business. But um uh everything else, real, real freaking bad. So let's see, what all do we know about the burner account? Fantastic. How yeah. small do you have to be to be a professional athlete? And spend your time manning a burner account. It's one thing if you have a burner account so you can follow people or whatever mm-hmm. and not get after it. That's fine. Didn't Kevin get Durant that. have a burner yeah, account? Yeah, and he did the same stuff. It was <laughs> like, hey, you can't be me, Dan. That guy has a mom. And it's like, yeah. Her mom is this lady, and here's a picture yeah, and of she her the real, inside her home. <laughs> she's the real MVP. But uh, would you ever think about how that's where that started? Sometimes I'm like, there are phrases that we use all the time, and then I'm like, wait, why do I use that phrase? And then I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Tony D'Angelo has a burner account, and people were tracing it to, like, PPG Arena. He's <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> like, he never tweets during games. And then he's like, wait, how did I tweet 
This one, when we were in Pittsburgh and they like geotagged the tweet to be in PPG Arena, it's like this you? Anyway, so that's a thing. And then he freaking clocks, no, Alexander Georgiev clocks him, mm -hmm. but only because for some reason after his team lost and his goalie was upset about it, Tony D'Angelo thought, eh, I'll make fun of him because that's what a good teammate does. Oh, yeah. I love, you've got to love a guy that's so dog rotten that another teammate clocks him and everybody's like yeah that dude was just fine for doing that we're all yeah, on we're his okay side it wasn't like a we'll solve this in house yeah that's another thing if this happens i'm sure there's you know there's fights or skirmishes one about. of them won us a stanley cup of course of course the spark we'll never forget the spark <laughs> Hashtag the spark. Um, I, they made tact they made uh, Transformers movies all about that. <laughs> Just became a cube and then it, you know went into Optimus Prime's chest. <laughs> I'm ready for the all spark. <laughs> <laughs> so they always, they splashed it across Sanford's face. Uh, um, yeah, you know, Tony D'Angelo has a very sordid past in the sense that he uh, in junior used a racial slur against a teammate, I believe. And the OHL suspended him. It was the first time in OHL history that there had been, like, a suspension on a player because of some teammate issue. Uh, then he got suspended for, or called out or something like that, for using a racial slur, I believe, against an official. And then he, I think he did it again a third time. And it's just like... D'Angelo did yeah. it? Dude, this guy is trash bag like, rotten. They already thought he was going to be a problem when Tampa uh, drafted him in, like, 2014, 2015. Um, then... He was a problem, and then they trade him to Arizona, which is like the problem team. Mm -hmm. It's like, just go to the problem team. And even Arizona's like, we can't do deal with this dude. And then he went to New York, and it was like, I never, that made Didn't the least amount of sense. did they get him for like a big pick or something too? Wasn't that like, he was part of the, it was like, oh, wasn't it Bronta? No, because Ronta went to. Maybe Ronta and a pick for like D'Angelo and a higher pick or something like that. It was some Maybe. weird thing. It was so weird. It was such a weird trade because even at the time, even though Tony D'Angelo wasn't like a big news story, I still remember hearing some of this stuff mm -hmm. and thinking, oh, did they solve that problem? Like, is he better now? And they're, you know, they've rehabbed him. And Ronta they're, and Stepan for D'Angelo and a first. Oh. Maybe no. that was like, maybe the first was partly to pay for taking. And Tony D'Angelo. man. And then they paid him, what, like $5 million? Yeah, too he's much 50, money. He's a 50-point defenseman, and people say, well, he produces pretty well, so you got to keep that sort of player on your team. A, you don't. No, not if they're a trash bag. And B, if you're going to go down that route, he's only getting points because he's on the power play with Panarin and, and Kreider and all these other dudes. Mm -hmm. That's why he's got 50 points. Yeah. Like, no. It's, it's nice to hear that the Rangers are at least fixing this issue by essentially, like, they put them on waivers, and now I think they're, if they can't trade them, they're just going to tell them to stay home, mm. and they'll buy them out in the off-season or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm sure they'll go to, like, the KHL or Sweden or oh, whatever. Oh, sure. You know, where the foreigners are. Russia, he doesn't like. Russia will deal with them. Yeah, I don't... It's, it's always a reminder to me that, like, there are people who are, like, D-bags. Mm -hmm. and jerks tools even brad marchand where you're like this guy's a real a-hole mm -hmm. tom wilson and then you see someone who's like just unrepentantly rotten <laughs> yeah. all of the time and it's like 
How did you get here? What happened to you? What was your childhood? Tell me not how, how to not raise my children like you. That's like, the thing. I'm like, how, yeah, how did you make it to the NHL? How did you get three this, different teams? This dude grew up in Washington Township in Gloucester County, New Jersey. Now, I don't know about New Jersey, but that does not sound like blue collar, like paycheck to paycheck living mm. and had enough money to go to hockey, be good enough at hockey to go into the OHL, mm. play for the Sarnia Sting. Like, and I'm not saying money fixes all your problems. Obviously it doesn't, but it's not like he had some like terrible hard scrabble upbringing where it's like, oh, you can sort of understand why he was like, you know, mm. this rotten human being. I don't know his stuff. Maybe he had an, you know, whatever, but like, you know, abusive parents, whatever. <laughs> but it's still like, how, man? How do you not? And like, you got millions upon millions of dollars on the line, and I guess he's going to get it all. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe he got to that point where he's like, these suckers committed to $25 million for me, and that's all I need. And I'm just done, you know? But, like, damn, like, what the hell That's happened? The thing. You're, like, burning money, man, for being an asshole. You're an asshole, yeah. and you're losing money for being an asshole. Yeah. It's like, within your control. It's one thing. Like, that's one of the things where it's like, why aren't fines... I know because you've got to agree with the players' union and yeah. stuff, but, like, fines should be so much more, and then you can, like, cut out suspensions and stuff. Mm. If, if Tom Wilson is playing... A quarter million dollars for hitting Oscar Sunquist instead mm -hmm. of, you know, whatever five thousand dollars and a week off or whatever he got. Yeah. I know it was longer than a week, but you know, <laughs> like that probably is a bit more of a wake up call. I don't know. It's just what a weird like story. It's it's so weird, <laughs> like you said, that there are people that he are was like, suspended that crazy eight games by the Sarnia Sting for making quote a most inappropriate statement to a teammate. <laughs> that is, mo is this like a, a British most paper? inappropriate? That was most yeah. inappropriate. Oh, Harry most, most inappropriate, Tony. Uh, <laughs> despite these transgressions, D'Angelo was considered to be a top prospect heading into the 2014 draft. I gotta think if you're the How New York you, Rangers, you're so happy as a player. Yeah, be like we're just done with this dude. The Lightning, I get like the Lightning. They've obviously done well, mm. but how do you decide that you're like, nah, we'll ignore that. This is the guy we're drafting we'll right now. Hey, they, Maybe you convince yourself. Coyotes drafted uh, what's his name, Mitchell Miller, whoever that was. Yeah, and how'd that work? Yeah, I was like people. People still ain't learning. I guess the, they're figuring it out soon. I mean, I later. guess the Sharks drafted Ryan Merkley. Wasn't he like a yeah a charity like, case? But then like that's the thing though. He's as far as I know, fine he now. Seems fine. Yeah, so it can happen. I get. I totally get that. I, and also, like if you're in the OHL, you're still like a kid. Yeah, I get that. But at some point, it's like you're a kid. But even kids should know not to do this. You know. That's what I mean. You start creeping into like the did, did Ryan Merkley say yeah. racial slurs? No, he's just a big asshole. Yeah. And you're like, okay, we can deal with that. People are assholes. Some you're like, oh, this guy's are a assholes. major racist ass. We're like, oh, I'm like this feels this different. A little different. This other kid uh, dragged lollipops through a urinal and made this <laughs> made this kid suck on him. I'm like, like, oh, that's oh, an he's out. That's like a that's serial the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like how it's like one for one. That like yeah, serial killers always did real dark shit I before. Could, I could it's see like some a NHL gateway. Team doing that though. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, we saw this kid out back in like juniors, like burning birds. squirrels or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but like he was bored, right? Yeah. So, like, and I was, I was like in the what, WH. What else are you gonna, gonna do, do in Scarborough? You know, that's <laughs> fourth round pick. What's the risk? What's mm, the risk? That's how you get the rink rattle. Yeah. <laughs> Random rink, rink workers go missing. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> oh my god. Coming to Netflix in March. If the Rink Rattler existed, Netflix would have a four to six part <laughs> documentary about it. Not seven and not three. <laughs> if you want to pitch it to Netflix, folks, feel free. Yeah. I'd you know what? We've it. got enough money coming in with our other podcasts. Oh, yeah. We don't need the yeah, ring we need it, folks. We're throwing these out. <laughs> throwing you a bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Dougie, 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 Doug, 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 Doug Armstrong got named uh, GM for Team Canada in the upcoming Olympics. Do I care? I guess I care. I guess he won't be paying attention to the blues is my, yeah. is my analysis of this. Time for Ryan Miller to step up to the plate. Oh, man. It's funny that they said the 2022 Olympics, and I was like, yeah, that's like three years from now. And then I literally just looked at, you know, the time, mm-hmm. the date, and I was like, no, it's 2021. Oh, yeah, God, it's like it's next year. It's like probably a year from now, I right? Like, oh, I see, I see. They needed to do this because it's a year away. Are they, like committed then to doing for the nhl no because i think even in the even in the quotes i saw or in the article i was reading they basically were like if the nhl goes he'll be the gm and i was like interesting interesting so that's how you're doing this team they'll go it's china Oh, yeah. If they're serious about being serious, they got to be serious about that. You got to rub elbows with Mao Zedong. That's right. <laughs> you know, living Mao Zedong. They're <laughs> a little guy. Alive. They're a little guy who I'm sure is evil. I know. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Mao. Uh, the current guy, yeah, President. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. It makes him angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it does. He looks. But so innocent. And I'm like, but I know that you're also a brutal dictator. Mm-hmm. Putin at least has the decency to just look evil. Yeah, you know? Like, like he's like, not, I'm yeah. Man. Like, I get, thank you for wearing it on your sleeve, man. <laughs> we're, we're on the same page here. But uh, I cannot remember Xi. President Xi is like, oh, I'm just a little old Asian man. I couldn't hurt nobody. I don't have the appetites. And then he's freaking <laughs> murdering people. Left and right. Murdering dissidents. But I would like the NHL to go to China. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, please send your players there. It's a lovely, it's a, it's a country on the rise. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko's back on the ice. Get back off it. You'll get hurt. Uh, he's back on the ice barely. Yeah, exactly. He's on the ice. He's skating now, says uh, newly appointed Canada general manager, maybe John Armstrong. <laughs> the milepost that you go through on this stuff is you get the surgery, obviously. First. You start the rehab. You need to get back to the doctors that perform the surgery to check off on the fence fence posting in your rehabilitation. Sometimes Doug Armstrong is not speaking English. Mm. He's not a good extemporaneous speaker. All those have been checked off. He's on the ice. He's conditioning. His shoulder's certainly not 100% right now, but it's at a point where the safety and the mechanisms are in place that we feel he can skate because skating does not require a shoulder. (laughs) He can receive passes, make passes, 
shoot to a level of his comfort. He's still a ways away. We won't see him for a number of weeks, but he's certainly on the right track. A level of his comfort makes it sound like, have you ever gotten a massage? Yeah. It's like, you can get undressed to the level of your comfort. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can shoot Vladdy to the level I'm, of your And comfort. I'm putting on a pullover sweatshirt and some jeans, because <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm comfortable <laughs> You know, f- fine. Sounds like he's on track. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we just need to see him on the ice and see if he's going to, like, fall apart again. Because he fell apart the last time. I'm thinking, like, I'm March. Thinking like, mid-March. Yeah. Mid-March. Yeah. Mid-March. That's like a new show on Netflix. <laughs> the fallout to Bridgerton. Mid-March. Middle-March. That's a George Elliott book or something, right? And George Elliott, secret, secret, was a girl. Wow. <laughs> That's what I paid. I paid a lot of money to get an English degree to tell you that. Ian. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, but you didn't so know. Yeah, you could never figure that out for yourself. No way. Uh, you know, this has been all over the place. And speaking of all over the place, coronavirus, it's all over the place, including in Minnesota. I think if I had done that transition on Puck Soup, I would have gotten like warm, not not strong marks, but like, you know, mild respect. Uh, let's see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, coronavirus has hit the Minnesota wild, and now the Colorado, Ro- Colorado Rockies, no, no, our uh, general manager screwed over the Colorado <laughs> Rockies, but not coronavirus. Uh, the coronavirus hit the Minnesota wild hard, and then the Colorado avalanche. The wild are postponing their games at least through Tuesday, February the 9th. Uh, my brother's birthday and a fr- and a good co-worker's birthday. So, you know, good for them. Congratulations. You, you, neither of you, though you were both dying to, will get to watch the Minnesota Wild play the St. Louis Blues. I'm so sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> this means that the Blues uh, games on Tuesday were postponed and their games on Thursday could be in jeopardy as well. We also found out then over the course of tonight's evening that the games against the Colorado Avalanche, who I guess had been in contact with the Wild, I guess they were playing each other, had been postponed, and those were this upcoming weekend. But then they were like, wait a minute, (laughs) the Wild's game against the uh, Coyotes were this weekend, and the Coyotes are already in St. Louis, so let's just do the old switcheroo, which is kind of baller. I kind of love it. And then we'll just, like, whenever we were supposed to play, like, whenever they were, I guess, whenever we were supposed to play... Whoever later in the season will just make it up. Whenever we were supposed to play Arizona, we're just, you know, and it fits. So that's kind of cool. And, you know, at least we don't get to miss that many games. Uh, NHL did a great job in the bubble of containing this thing. Does not seem to be doing a great job here of containing this thing. It seems like, and then there were some new COVID protocols that got passed Uh on today. This seems like the little tap on the wrist where they're like, yo, guys, get this shit under control. I also, listen, this is... I, the 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 vaccine needs to go to the people that need it first. But I also am like, couldn't you just slide two thousand to the mm-hmm. NHL? Then this problem's taken care of. They're doing a million a day, and that's two thousand of a million. That's not much. Gary Batman, get your hookups in Washington. You don't have any hookups in Washington. <laughs> no. You're a small, sad little man. <laughs> we're like a fifth. We're like the fifth sport. I know they can't jump the line, but doesn't it feel like they should? You know, like some people are. I hear there are people. There are people that are like I care about. Now you know I like, but whatever that aren't like 
you know, nurses or frontline workers and they're like, yeah, I got the vaccine. And I'm like, should you have the, <laughs> you know, like, good. I'm glad you're safe. But I did see a friend. Where are you going to? Like, yeah. yeah. Like I'm having my sister-in-law's fully vaccinated. She's a nurse. She works with these people. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love it. But then I'm like, you know, what do you do? And it's like, oh, I chopped down logs in the middle of the forest, but I had the vaccine because never know when one of those redwoods is going to have the coronavirus. <laughs> dropped it into my small town. That's right. And speaking of dropping into the small town, the St. Louis Blues visited the Anaheim Ducks on <laughs> Saturday, Yes. Vince Dunn returned to the lineup after sucking and being benched, and the Blues dominated in this game. This was the night that I broke my foot. I was in severe pain, and I was watching these Three goals happened to start the game with no reaction. I was sitting there because that was around the time that I decided I'd better go to the hospital. Because, you know, you all, at least if you're me, you always do the like the first hours like macho, like I'm fine. You know, like I don't need I'll just rub some dirt on it. And then I tried to walk to the bathroom and I was like, oh, I cannot. Yeah, basically, I got I didn't fall, but I was like, oh, I literally can't get there. So I guess we're going to be doing something else. Oh, yeah. Fine, yeah, seriously. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, the they did score three goals in the first uh, two and a half, not even two and a half minutes, two minutes and six set, seconds. Set franchise record. Yeah. Um, for uh, Jordan Cairo and then Zach Sanford and then Jordan Cairo. And Cairo couldn't finish the hat trick because he's a lousy bum. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was great. There they were nice goals. I yeah. didn't feel like any of them were, like, mind-blowingly good. Oh, Stephen. Uh, maybe. But, um, again, I was <laughs> writhing in pain. <laughs> I did watch them back, but at the time, I was writhing in pain. The first Jordan Kyrie goal, there was, like, four ducks around him as he dusted the puck mm-hmm. off the score, which was sad for the ducks. Yeah. The second goal, that Zach, the first one for Zach Sanford, second goal for the Blues, uh, he just went in and got his own rebound just decided, you know what? I'll score. Uh-huh. And there was a player behind him that couldn't even contain him. Oh, you know who it was who couldn't contain him? Ew. Kevin Shattenberg. <laughs> well, we just keep embarrassing our own. I defensive. loved him. I was like, this is fantastic. <sighs> and then the Jordan Cairo, his second goal, the Blues' third goal, <laughs> if you're keeping track of home, uh, was fantastic. That was Braden Shen breaking Cairo loose through the center. It was pretty much a breakaway. I do remember that. It was underneath the glove yeah. on Gibson. Ms. Panger says, Gibson was looking high glove, but he went underneath. Wow. And, and then Jordan. Gibson was gone. And Jordan Gibson, who'd been a, or John Gibson, who'd been a god through that part of the season. I almost passed out from laughter, Ian, while you were talking, because my brain went back to the rink rattler. <laughs> and that was all it took. Jordan Nairo could be the rink rattler. <laughs> you never know. He's hot. He's hot because he's getting them kills. Max Jones uh, made it nervy for the Blues late in the set first. Now, Ian, this was the part of the game that I really didn't see. After the three goals, did we look like doo-doo? Because I remember you sent a tweet about, like, I'd really, I'm kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, the, the second half of the first period, the Blues looked a little like they were back on their heels. Mm-hmm. I Which think- I guess makes sense when you score three goals. One of the things I struggle with, this was true when we'll talk about in the first Arizona Coyotes game, mm-hmm. was we were, like, on our heels a lot of the third period. But that's, like, maybe should happen. Because mm-hmm. the other team's losing, you know? Like... 
So they struggle sometimes to be like, you guys are playing like crap, when maybe they're just playing fine, but that's how the structure of the game goes. Yeah, you kind of know a team's really bad when they're like, okay, this should be your bounce back period, and then there's no bounce back. You're like, oh boy. This mic. The whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. I'm gonna kill myself. Um, (laughs) Well, (laughs) and the mics are working. We'll get better. Oh, thank God we don't charge people for this podcast. I'll tell you. You see, we got better in the middle of the podcast. We're getting better. You remember when I made that whole speech about how your mic was fine? It wasn't because you were still unplugged. But now people that have lasted this long, oh, Lord. Oh, man. We left it all in all of our junk because, you know, you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve (laughs) our junk. (laughs) We're getting Valentine's Day right around the corner. You people, you deserve our junk. Um... You were saying something about the the Max Jones goal and the. Uh, we're just on our heels. We yeah. Look, oh yeah, if you're a team that um, doesn't respond after being down three zero, then you're real bad. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they kind of didn't actually respond, <laughs> looking at the score sheet, but they looked like their player playing better there in the first. Wasn't like a fight or anything either, was there? Uh, no, I think there was. Clifford fought. I think Clifford fought. Um, uh, yeah. their captain. Uh, Getslav. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, those two have probably seen a lot of each other. It came, you know, used to be a king, all that jazz. He and I am lightheaded. We oh, laughed no. pretty hard at ourselves. And now, I won't pass out. Oh, the rink rattler strikes again. <laughs> so, David Perron, his fourth goal of the season. I'm going to be real honest with you, Ian. It feels mm. like David Perron has sucked this year. But he has four goals. I think he's looked all right. More. I think he's looked all right. No, I'm saying he just hasn't been thing. as. No, hot. here's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, he clearly does, hasn't sucked this year. I'm yeah, saying yeah. like for some reason for me, it feels like he's sucked. Why don't you like him? I love David Perron. God, I don't oh, know. I would die for the man. I don't know. I don't know. And then Kyle Clifford scores, and Vince Dunn gets off the Schneid with a power play goal. That was a sick wrister. I don't know mm. how that found its way through. Uh, late in the third, it's a it's your old six one victory. Um, classic Blues score. <laughs> classic. I mean, at even strength, it's just 51 to 32, 51-32 to 4868 on the Corsi 4. High danger chances were 13 to 7 in favor of the Duck or in favor of the Blues. You know, we had the expected goals for 58%. But it's not as lopsided as it looks. It's just when you get those three opportunities right off the hop, uh, you know, things go pretty well for you. <laughs> Uh, yes. Any th- I mean, yeah, what do you say about this game? You beat up a really bad team, you know? I don't know. Do you have any deep thoughts about... No, it was, it was just more Jordan Cairo, I guess. It was the fact that he got off those two quick goals. Um, Zach Sanford's goal looked really good, too. Just the tenacity to stay with the puck and, and close. Uh, tough act and tenacity. Yeah, yeah. Tough act and tenacity. Truculence, if you will. Mm. Um, Truculence was... is the NHL's version of tough act mm. and tenacity. <laughs> I listen to enough... Does tenacity still exist? I mean, John Madden doesn't, but Tenacton does. Oh, well, John Madden never did. He was a figment of David Bowie's imagination. <laughs> we so, don't know this. What was I going to say? Ottawa. Ottawa is like the beat-em-up team, you know, mm. of the, the North Scotia division. Yeah. 
Um, Anaheim is ours. Yeah, Anaheim's ours. Because they ain't even calling up Trevor Zegers. And they're they, like, they it's, clearly, yeah. he would clearly be their best forward. This is when Detroit, like Did last year, didn't Zegers call up any other good players, young in, players. And like a shootout in the AHL where he like didn't even celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, like whatever. I'm too good I'm for this shit. I'm in Bakersfield. I couldn't care less. Or no, I'm in San Diego. I couldn't care less. Maybe he was in Bakersfield because he was. San Diego, over. great city. I drove by that stadium though. So sad. Just as it like the family arena, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's got to be weird. Anytime I'm in the family arena, which is as rarely as possible, I'm like, what is this? How did this happen? The family arena is like where foreigners play yeah. currently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With their one living bass player yeah. and everyone else mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what yeah. I don't what? Oh, no. That's where like Iggy Pop, but not Iggy, Iggy Pop <laughs> isn't there. It's just the other members. That's yeah, the band. drummer. <laughs> I was a drummer for Iggy Pop, and this is a lady singing this, but we're Iggy Pop. But it's Pop with two P's. I would be ashamed if I had, like, a son, and I'd, they were like, yeah, my job is that I am now the guitarist for Def Leppard yeah. or whatever, and you're like, you're the guitarist now? Like, yeah, and I'm like... So you're just playing rock bands. Yeah, so, like, how are casinos? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Jordan Cairo on his recent success, which has gone by the wayside. Uh, biggest <laughs> thing is compete. Hockey players speak a different language. You can tell Craig Ruby's gotten to him. Oh, yeah. He's he's put his hooks in deep on that boy. Which, again, Jordan, I mean, it's helped. play for your spot. I love it. Uh, the biggest thing is compete, and that's always being on the puck, always being tenacious. Oh. truculent and creating those turnovers when you can do that you get more chances and the more chances you get the more times you can put it in the net just got to keep that up and if you want to score goals you go to you gotta go to pizza hut you know? i'm glad we got your illiterate if not only for that quote. yeah oh yeah for sure uh zach sanford on the quick start it's kind of exactly what we want to do and just attack right away and play hard and play aggressive. And we were able to get those three goals pretty quick. I think from there we let off the gas a little bit. But, you know, we were able to bring our game back up later in the game. Kind of get back to that on the start we had. See, he now, just listen, summarized the we're, game. We're going we're gonna to get to the Billy Huso quote where this exact thing happens. But don't you wish more often these guys were like, yeah, freaking awesome. We scored three goals in two minutes. Our work was done for the night. These people seem so bored yeah. sometimes uh, with these jobs. With these questions. I mean, yeah, I know. you got to make up answers to the same damn question. I'm sure. But it's like, why can't you just be like, yeah, freaking dope. That's how I feel about three goals in two minutes. It's about, it's about the team, and you got to try hard. Uh, and Craig Berube says, I thought Krug and Falk really jumped into the play tonight, and they were good there. Scandy and Pareko, they do their job defensively. Big guys, hard to play against. I thought Dunner and Nico Mikola were excellent tonight. Mikola closes plays out. He's aggressive. Dunner moved the puck really well. I thought scored a goal. No, he did score a goal. We know. It was I thought shit. maybe he did. <laughs> good to see. I thought he had a good game. You know... Uh, Craig Berube, when a guy gets right back on the horse, he uh, applauds them, and I respect yeah. that. He's not holding a grudge against Vince Dunn, except the one, you know, except going into Doug Armstrong's office every day and demanding he's <laughs> traded. Yeah, except for uh, today or whenever he has another grudge. Yeah. This game I didn't see because I hobbled over to my brother's house to watch the Royal Rumble, which is more important this upcoming game. Uh, it's not, but it is because it's the one show a year that you might 
accidentally enjoy if you watch wrestling. The rest of them, you certainly won't, won't enjoy on purpose. So you're just going to suffer. Um, Jacob Silverberg opens the scoring uh, 454 in with assists from Getzlaff and Lindholm. Not Elias Lindholm, some other Lindholm. And Ian, if you had to describe the Blues start in this game in one word, how would you? What would, word would you use? Slow. Oh, that was, that was, I was going for a Billy Huso quote there. Oh, you know. shitty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the other S word. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know. You got it. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I, you served it up and I, you yeah, know, I threw a... it in the trash. <laughs> well, you know, at least you didn't forget the freaking microphone killing. <laughs> so, after this one. That's all. <laughs> Ian, Ian, Ian's going to pick up Dan O'Toole now that he's been recently released, and that'll be the Ian and Dan podcast. This podcast will be going down the tubes. Right. We will replace our untalented co-host with a legendary TSN anchor, and the podcast will be much worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, Braden Shin and Sammy Blay, Sammy Blay's first goal of the season score. You should be... You should be uh blown away by the fact that Sammy Blaise scored it. Yeah, I, it fascinates me that this man still has a job. <laughs> Every time I see number nine on the ice, I'm like, is that someone important? And then I'm like, no. Yeah, Steve Ott. It's... <laughs> <laughs> He's channeling his spirit through Sammy Blaise. Um, but, you know, Hoffman gets an assist on that. Krug, Thomas, Falk. All getting into the action, all, you know, all doing, uh, playing hockey now. And Braden Shin scores a power point goal to kind of salt it away for the Blues early in the first, uh, assisted by O'Reilly and Perron. And then Colton Pareko, unassisted goal right after that to make it 4-1. to one. That would be how the Blues would win it. Uh, you know, you like to see that things can go not right for you right at the start, and then you can pull it around. It'd be nice if... You were there at the start of the game, too. Mm-hmm. But they did that the last game. They can't do that two games in a row. Come on. Can't be good all the time. <laughs> no, you got to take one period off in every game. And most of the Just time, it's up. the first or the third. It's rarely the second. What else are you going to rest? The other 23 <laughs> yeah, hours exactly. of your day? No. No, you got to get that pregame nap more like midgame nap. <laughs> um, the Ducks dominated the Fenwick 4 percentage here, slightly less the Corsi 4 percentage, but still had the lead there, And uh, but they had fewer high-danger chances and fewer slightly expected goals. The, sh- the heat map, Blues in both of these games getting a, lot of, getting a lot of action right in front of the net, getting mm. to that dirty area. And freaking, uh, I don't even know who John Gibson's backup is. Ryan Miller, although Ryan did Miller. Gibson start this one again because then Ryan Miller so. was basically the starter in the other one. Uh, John Gibson can't handle that. I mean, you're up in his cage. How's he gonna? He's a very good Their player. defense is so bad over there. Yeah. They used to have a really good decor, and I don't know what happened. They traded them all away. I don't know. It's kind of mysterious. I think Cam Fowler was good, and then he's like, when. You're employing Kevin Shattenkirk for one, yeah, that's so that's a great. problem. That's a problem. What did happen to their decor? I don't feel like anyone's left. One of them Josh got... Josh Manson and Brandon Montour. Are they both there? No, I don't think either one of them is. Who got selected off guy? their team? Someone got selected off their team for Vegas. Montour, I think. Montour. Right? Right? Yeah. Who's that Theodore. guy? Theodore. Didn't they have Theodore? Maybe that's it, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm 90% sure they uh, did. Let's look up. What was the year before that draft? 2016-17 Anaheim Ducks? Who's the guy that uh, was like 
maybe is still a free agent. Sammy Votnin, Votnin he yes, used yes, to be yes. there. Um, I don't think he is still a free agent. I think he signed somewhere, but let's see. I hope so. 2016, right. 17, their defensemen were uh, Kevin Bieksa, well, Cam Fowler, Corbinian Holzer, you gotta oh. understand. Jo- Josh Manson, Hampus Lindholm, Sammy Votnin. Yeah, I mean, most of those guys are gone, so that's probably why. Um, Shea Theodore was there, Clayton Stoner, Jacob Minga. But yeah, I mean, they've lost a lot of good people. I guess that's why they suck now. To also, they could keep the Ryan Kesslers and, you know, Corey Perrys and Ryan Getzlavs of the world. Now they're all gone too, so, you know. They're, I don't know what part of the rebuild the Ducks are in. I don't know if they're in the before times. I think they're in the, like, truly miserable (laughs) part of the rebuild. Mm. Where they're not even really quite bad enough to be, like, like in the rebuild, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, they also had Francois Beauchemin for, like, late in his career. Anyway, there's a little trip down Duck memory lane that you also badly wanted. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll get to the Billy Huso quote, which obviously made a lot of the headlines after this game, but how do you think he uh, looked? I mean, it obviously looked a lot better. He didn't get a lot of support in the first, but he made he made some pretty spectacular saves, and he made um, some really good high-danger saves as well. Like, there were some times they were in on him alone, and we weren't giving him much support throughout some of the other periods either, and he managed to make those saves. He didn't look nearly as uncomfortable out there as he did, I think, in his first start. His first start as crappy as the Blues played around him against, who was at L.A., who so just didn't quite look comfortable out there. This one, he definitely looked a lot better. Um, looked like his head was probably in the right place for this one. And I, I was... Some of my problems or some of my concerns were quelled a bit in this game, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean, if, if the defense supports him and... You know, he isn't left on an island like he was in his first start. He looks like he can be, you know, a passable NHL goalie. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to be your full-time starter again. Probably not. Or again, like, you know, like he might have once been. But uh, I think he looked, I mean, you know, from just from the stats and everything, he, he sounds like he went fine. And he said, of course, today was a shitty start for us. But then we picked up our game and we were dominating. I was happy for sure, and it was a big win for us as a team, too. I think it's a good way to come into the league. The first couple of periods when I play, it was, like, pretty bad, pretty hard. I think it's good for mental, too, to jump in and just battle. That was for sure a big win today. I really wish you said the first couple of periods when I play, it was pretty <laughs> first half of this podcast when the mic wasn't plugged in it was pretty, pretty bad, bad. <laughs> ryan o'reilly said huss was a big factor for us villain vill you can't do anything villar husser just call him husser hussy <laughs> was real good for us bring that hussy in here <laughs> we kind of figured we had to get going here and help him out i thought he played an outstanding game and Craig Berube said, I thought Billy Huso, just say his full name then, played really well. That's how you know he doesn't like a player. I thought Billy James Huso was just great. Dynamite. Uh, made some big saves in the first period, kept it a one nothing game. I thought we got better as the game went along. We capitalized on some chances. Um, 
in the pregame for the Blues, and the pregame there were fourteen hundred fans for Saint for the Blues in these last two games. Yeah, that's a, that's almost a real amount. That's like preseason Florida Panthers game. That's <laughs> like, yep. You know, that's almost like you know what is that five percent capacity? Pretty close to five yeah, percent capacity. Almost perfect. Almost perfect. But that's still cool. I'm glad. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're getting. We're... I'm sure it helps the players be playing in front of somebody that's not yeah. just like photographers or know. other coaches yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As the winds howl menacingly around the house, uh, Christian Dvorak was our daddy in this game, but we, you know, <laughs> still they still cried uncle. I Anyway, <laughs> I don't like it. The, the Blues got outshot 11-1 to in the first half of the first period, which they would then do again in the first half of the first period of this game. Dvorak finally scored 10 minutes and 15 seconds in with assists from one of the Pitlicks and Drake Caligula, who's still in the league. <laughs> uh, I think Caligula did a lot of pit licking. I think that was part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Can't do that. Can't do that when you have vaccines. No, 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 no. Don't do it, Caligula. Mike Hoffman uh, scores his second of the season. Mike Hoffman heating up against the uh, the old the uh, the Arizona Coyotes. There. Man, this goal was very uh, Tarasenko esque. I mean, it was very just goal scorer esque. Yeah. Your pure goal scorer, not I. With all due respect, not your Ryan O'Reilly no. goal, not your Braden Shen goal. Yeah. Obviously not your Jane Schwartz goal, because no. then it would have rang then off the post. Then he would have fallen your ass <laughs> or do whatever the fuck he does. But this was like a clean snipe, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen one of these on this team in a while. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was great. Uh, Justin Fox scored in the second period, and this was bonkers. Oh my goodness. I've watched this so many times, and it's still doesn't make sense. I thought the finish on this goal was like a mistake he made, no, but it was not it was a mistake. the best part oh. of this goal. Calculated. Danced around two two Coyotes defensemen and then just lifted it enough to go over the stick and through the five hole. Uh, wow. Mm, if that had finished with just like, you know, he roofed it or whatever, it still would have been beautiful. But just the sauce and the audacity to shoot it that way and score that way. I know Justin Falk so is like a good hockey player. And I know he can score <laughs> Go goals. <on. laughs> yeah. But you ever have like just a preconceived notion of a player and you're like, he's very good at everything, but he's not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And then when they do that, you're still not convinced. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you did it. But you'll never do it again. That's right. It just feels like I'm like Justin Falk. You're such you're much more capable than I ever thought you'd be. Yeah, and at the end of this game, Justin Falk was like plus eleven or twelve, and he was minus one hundred in his time with the uh, Hurricanes. So he's off to a great start. I mean, he was a good defender before, but always mm. struggled in plus minus. Um, and that's not a great stat, but it's enough when you're minus a hundred over four years or seven years or whatever. It's it's worrisome mm. for sure. Uh, Christian Dvorak scored again on the power play to make it 2-2. But then Vince Dunn scored. That was a nice goal. Jaden mm-hmm. Schwartz assisted. Jordan Cairo assisted, of course. Ryan O'Reilly scored his second of the season. Jordan Cairo assisted on that Oh, that was, one. A, that was a sweet pass. Mm-hmm. That was a very good Jordan pass. Jordan Cairo, I think, good at hockey. Yeah. I'm going to say it. A little surprise. Nick Schmaltz did score. I mean, they really amped up the pressure late in the... Late in the third, dominated us for big parts of that period. Um, although, you know, didn't win the Corsi 4 battle in the third. So, mm-hmm. 
no, one of those things where, like, again, we're on our heels, but we're not necessarily getting destroyed out there. And we've talked about this before, but the Coyotes play the Blues pretty hard, it feels yeah. like, at least in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. And I feel like because of that, we're always in tight games with them, and then I feel like they're always pulling their goalie, and mm-hmm. I feel like scoring against us. This felt very deja vu when they scored when they pulled the goalie. I was like, I think this happened, like, five other times last year. Yeah, um, yeah they're they're... They're a scary young team, we'll say, even though I feel like I've said that for the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Nick Schmaltz gets the late goal, but it's not enough to give him the win, and the Blues win. They are 0 for 5 on the power play in this game. But uh, win the game at even strength, get the better of the high danger, expected goals, Corsi 4, all that goodness. Uh, Once again, a lot of, you know, not as much pressure around the net this time, actually, as has been in the last couple. Um, but you know, good, good, good goal scoring, good sniping from Mike Hoffman on that mm. one goal. Uh, 60th NHL win in Bennington's 88 start passing Brian Elliott as the fastest, uh, for a blues goalie in history, 60, 19 and nine. That's insane. That's pretty crazy. I think of him as struggling more than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. even, even as good as he's been. Uh, Shen had uh, and brought an end to his seven-game point streak that had six goals and four assists. O'Reilly won 18 of 26 face-offs and led the Blues in ice time at 21 minutes. Uh, I think Tory Krug and Justin Falk led the Blues defensively mm-hmm. in ice time. Uh, Barubi said, I think every game is a little bit different. I didn't think we had a good start to this game. We were outshot 11-1 to at one point, but we got involved and changed the momentum, and that's what we're looking for. We're cha- looking for responses. You're not always going to play your best hockey in certain parts of the game, but if you can change it and get a response from your team, that's a good thing. I think we're doing that right now. See, that's what we talked about. Just yeah. got to come out there. Try and harder. Then, and then this is going to be fine. And then it's going to carry through this final game that we're going to talk about. Of it's course. It's all going to be great. And Mike Hoffman says, Obviously it was nice to score. I was trying to observe the play coming up the ice, seeing how many guys we had. Obviously, Goligoski kind of lost his footing. Gave me a partial breakaway. So anytime you can get opportunities like that, it's nice to take advantage of them. And take advantage of them he did. In this game tonight, Ian, the Blues wore their reverse retro jerseys. Yeah. And they reversed all the way back to a time when they sucked <laughs> the jerseys. Yeah. I love them. I want people to understand. I know they're terrible. I get that. That's not a secret. That's part of the allure for me. Yeah, I don't think anyone's looking at those and objectively being like, these look very good. Yeah. You know what? Honest, I take this back. I would think they would look good on with a different logo on their chest uh-huh. and named, I don't know, the Colorado Rockies yeah. or whatever that team was that they stole these colors from. Yeah. Because, like, I actually think the jersey and color scheme looks really cool. Yeah. Um, just not on the St. Louis Blues. Right, right. And with blue pants. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they. It's a weird done, middle. That was weird. I feel like if they would have been red, it would have been too much red. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yellow. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it had to be blue, probably. Mm. But also, it's like, who knows? Well, because they're just wearing the same pants that they would wear with the regular yeah. 90s throwbacks, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why those look a little more... It's weird to say that those look more natural. Yeah. But it's because it breaks up the red because yeah. they have blue pants. But I don't know, man. You can't wear red pants. <laughs> That's just like... Dirty. Might as well call yourself the... 
The Reds. Okay, that's an F. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I thought it was great. You no, know? Steven, don't. I thought it was hilarious. No pity, please. I pity. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool, and in this case, you are the fool. Tyler Pitlick opens the scoring nine minutes into this game, but instead of waking up after we'd been heavily outshot for the first half, we let Nick Schmaltz score later in the period, Connor Garland assisting on that goal uh, with somebody Easterly. Easter, like when you ate at that Pizza Hut, which people heard about on the shitty half of this episode. <laughs> God, I hope so. Uh, but um, <laughs> Kajula and uh, Christian Dvorak score, assisted on the Tyler Pitlick goal. Connor Garland scores in the second period. Uh, that's the one where Bennington makes the great save, right? And then mm. it's like, nah, can't, because <laughs> there's no defense at all. So that was such a good bother? save. He had some other saves. He had that, some really good yeah, saves. As fun. John Kelly or Darren Pangher would say, John Kelly, I think it was, uh, Connor, or Connor Hellebuck, what the fuck? Connor Garland. I was looking at Connor Garland. No, uh, Jordan, Jordan Bennington had a great game, I swear, yeah. whatever he said. <laughs> He's playing great, I swear. I swear. <laughs> or believe me. Believe me, believe me, Jordan Bennington has played a great game. you got to believe me, folks. You've just tuned in. It's 3 nothing, but he's been outstanding. And it's true, he it was, was very true. good. He was great. Uh, the Blues were not, and they weren't. It looked like they were going to get shut out, and then Mike Hoffman... Scores his third of the season late in, that, in the third period there. Scores his new goal, you know, scores it. And that's, uh, you're like, whatever. I mean, we broke out the shutout, so that's fun. Uh, Christian Dvorak scored on an empty netter, which we will talk about in a moment. Mm. Then the Blues score two more. Ryan O'Reilly, 1849. Mike Hoffman, 1935. Looks like they even have a chance late to, to equalize Mike Hoffman, like, seconds after the... Buzzer sounds has the puck in his like prime shooting position, but obviously the game's over, so you never know. But um, I mean, yeah, we put on that late flurry, but I don't think anybody's walking away from this game feeling like, oh, they almost had it. Mm-hmm. Once again, 0 for 4 on the power play, so that's 0 for 9 uh, for those keeping track at home, or Jesus 2 for Christ. 13 over the course of these four games. That. Does it feel like we're not panicking enough about the power play? I think so. I think we're at the point in the season where we can start we drawing gotta, some conclusions. We've got to stop being like, yo, this is, they'll figure it out and, like, figure it out, you know? Yeah, it's like, I, sometimes that stuff is so mind-numbingly annoying. It's just like, do it now. The best time to plant a tree was 50 years ago. Yeah. The second best time is today. Yeah. So figure out the power play. Yeah. I saw somebody I've worked with today sent me something about teaching a man to fish. Just give the man his fish. There was was some (laughs) quote somewhere to that, right? And it's some quote that people we work with use occasionally. And I was, and he was like, this sounds familiar, LOL. And I wanted to be like, do you not realize that this is like probably the most famous proverb in the English language? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds familiar to everyone (laughs) that knows English. Never spoken this language. Um, yeah, this, uh, you know, the Blues outshot the Coyotes, won the face-off battle, won the Corsi 4 percentage. You think, you think uh, somebody who's getting excoriated by uh, Craig Berube is ever like, but Chief, we won the Corsi 4 battle. It's so fucking nerds. I, I would love it if Kyle Clifford was like that guy. Uh, but how how were the high danger chances in this one? And were they good? Were they close? They were terrible. It was 14 to 3 coyotes which is 
Habad. I and mean, you got to believe it if you watch the game. Two, Holy crap. Yeah, 2.7 expected goals to 1.33. Not good. Both of, the, both of the Coyotes' goalies are really good. So you're not going to beat them with cheap goals. you got to create opportunities. Uh, and we didn't do it until late enough in this one. <sighs> and again, you know, you can talk about like that, that empty net goal was shitty. And we'll talk about Bruby's reaction. And it was. But... Um, also, score on a power play. Then you don't have this problem. Want to venture to guess what our power play and our PK are ranked? Uh, PK, I thought was better, but isn't, right? It's like Correct. 75%. 71%. Oh, that's got to be like pits, right? 27th. Oh, that's not good. Mm-mm. And our power play's got to be 9%, 12%. Eleven. Oh, and that's, that's good for twenty third. Twenty eighth. Ooh, that's a problem. Twenty eighth on the power play. Twenty seventh on the special PK. Teams coach and replace him. <laughs> Fire them into the sun. Oh. So yeah, normally the little fun metric is that you take your power play percentage and you add it to your PK, and if it's oh, over hundred, you're doing all right. We're at. 80. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Not good. That's so bad. So, so here's the thing, though. The Blues are, have honestly, I've like had a hard time keeping track of their record. So they're 7-3-1 and one now. Uh-huh. That's a good, that's a pretty good record. Yeah, that's a good that's record. Fine. They went on a four, were they on a four? They were on a four-game winning streak yeah. prior to tonight. Think of what they could be doing. If With these, a power play. If a power work. play that worked, a PK that worked, um... We mentioned a little bit, I think, in some texts and everything, but the Blues' goals for, actual goals for, are pretty good. They're like top mm-hmm. five in the league, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and how's their expected goals Their expected for? goals for, I want to say, the is same? like... same? Also good? I want to say like 20th or something. Yeah. Which basically tells you they're outperforming themselves, which... When it comes to results, great. We were seven four and one or seven three and one. So that's all you need. You just need results. But what it is telling you is that the Blues are kind of lucky. You wouldn't expect them to be scoring this well. You wouldn't expect them to be scoring from the places they are scoring. So eventually, unless they can get that expected goal um, stat up, you know, start playing a little more tenacious, start shooting from you know better areas, what have you. Uh, if they don't get that to rise, then they're probably going to regress their actual goals and go right back down to 20th in the league or what have you. And if you don't have a good power play or PK, any special teams going at that point, you're going to be sunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this team is in trouble. It's weird to say at 7-3-1, and one, and it's probably easier for us like, to say many... given the game we just watched. Right. Sure. We would have been soaring high if we'd won this game, even if the power play sucked. I get mm-hmm. that. They're not doomed. They're mm-hmm. going to make the playoffs in this division because the division's bad. But I don't think this team is objectively g- good. I don't know that they're objectively bad. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, it could be, I don't know. It could be one of those things where right now they're a group of individuals and those individuals make enough stuff happen to win and then if they can find their teamwork, then, you know, I mean that seems to be Boom. that seems to be what Craig Berube I think has talked a little bit about when some of his quotes 
I feel like he's talked a little bit about how this team has some people that are trying on it and some people that aren't trying on it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of splitting this team into, if I put this line out, we're not going to be doing well. But if I put this other line out, we'll be doing great. And that's a struggle because you can't play with two lines. You know, you got to play with three or for the Blues four, especially. Mm-hmm. And you have to mix and match. You got to get all of them going. And if you really have half this team, as he seems to be implying, not playing uh, their hearts out every night, then you're going to run into issues. I mean, I can see that being a problem, obviously, with the power play, the PK, uh, everything. And I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. I think Craig Ruby is also, we'll talk about. Um, does not to fix it either. I mean, I'm sure he has ideas, but I'm just saying I well, think he's a little lost as to saying like, what am what do you want me to do? I've I've put everything in place and they still I am, stink. I am pretty sympathetic sometimes to the coach who's in that position because mm-hmm. like he can't. It's it's nothing you know the 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 Maple Leafs talked about this like the Dangle podcast a lot last year when they still had Babcock. And they hated Babcock, and they were ready to get rid of Babcock. But occasionally they'd step up to the plate because the Maple Leafs were always slow starters too. And occasionally they'd say, "Listen, it's not Mike Babcock can't make them start better. Mm-hmm. He can't make them be awake when the game starts. He can. You can drill all the strategy you want into a team. You can yell at them till you're blue in the face about waking up and playing. Eventually they're on the ice and you're not, and it's on them. You know, mm-hmm. Craig Berube." probably could skate could probably kick some people's ass in the nhl these days but he's not gonna be like an nhl player because he's old (laughs) you know you're old (laughs) but like there's only so much the man can do and i'm not saying i love craig ruby or hate him but i i i'm just reading these quotes quotes right i'm not actually seeing the tape yet but i can i can hear his tone of voices just like exasperated like i don't know man you know like I've said it, it's, and this is what it is, and sometimes, because we've been playing bad teams lately, it's worked out all right for us, but look, I mean, we were about to play the Avs and the Wild, who are pretty hot right now. Mm-hmm. If those games had happened as scheduled, I think that could have been a wake-up call for this team, because mm-hmm. that, I mean, the Avs are obviously the cream of the crop in the entire league, and the Wild are much better than they've looked, and young, and hungry, well, I don't know. Young. They have one young guy, and they're hungry. Um, and the team has Zach Prise and Ryan yeah, Suter on it yeah, cannot be called young. young. No, that, that was a stretch. They've got the like their young players yeah, no, are yeah. performing. That's true. And Joel, Joel Erickson Eck is apparently finally going to be good. Jordan Greenway is finally apparently going to be good, and Kirill Kaprizov obviously. So I don't know if it's you know I just don't know, and that's that's the frustrating thing we were talking about early in this game when it was like three nothing and we were like well it looks like we're gonna lose it's just like just feels like every time we've gotten to podcast night it's like i don't know you know it feels yeah like we always have a loss it seems or like something weird like we had the win last time but then the game was paused and it felt like that game well the win against vegas was, like momentous was and like and the win against vegas before prior to that was one of those like we yeah. won and it was fun but it wasn't good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so, like, what do you, I don't know, what you do or what you say or, like, you know, and then Craig, so let's, we should probably actually read, you know. All these quotes we've been alluding to. At some point. Um, First, Rutherford notes that the Blues finished with 43 shots and 30 of them were from Hoffman, Perron, Shin O'Reilly, and Sanford. I have no problem with that. That's, I don't mind that, but I was crazy that Hoffman had nine yeah, shots. Yeah, Hoffman had nine. But, like, those are, what, five forwards and five of your top 
scoring forwards. Yeah. So like, yeah, Schwartz and Shen should have, or Schwartz and like maybe Kyrie should have more. But anyway, uh, Baruby on a, on why another slow start like Tuesday. I don't have the answer for you. You'd have to ask the players that. They're the ones that play. And then he said, um, I believe there's a bunch of individuals in there that do compete and work and are ready to play, but we have too many that aren't, and if that's the case, you're going to have a tough time winning. That's the bottom line. And then wasn't there an even more... Uh, yeah, so here it is. It. He said, uh, Ruby said, we've got a number of guys that are willing to compete and work, and they want... They went out there and they did that, scored some goals. Then other guys go out there and it's just lackadaisical and get scored on an empty net. I just don't get it, but whatever, he says. So then he, so basically he says uh, there's other guys out there and they get scored on with empty net. So then Jeremy Rutherford went on to find out who was out there when the empty net was scored for the Blues. And it was Samford, Thomas, Kairou, Dunn, Sunquist, and Falk. Which I will give Ruby credit for, for putting all these young dudes out there and together. That's cool. Neat. Um, I doubt, I doubt he's disappointed in Cairo, maybe in that one instance that yeah. he's out there, but in general, I'm sure he's fine with Cairo. Uh, I would also venture to say he's probably fine with Falk as well, or even, even Sunquist. It's hard to, Sunquist, you just don't hear anything about other than he works hard, so I can only assume he's always working hard. No <laughs> one's ever like, the problem with this team is Oscar Sunquist didn't show the fuck up. Yeah. So like, okay. So you can kind of narrow it down and maybe it's a personal bias. I don't know. To Samford, Thomas, and Dunn yeah. makes the most sense. Um, I would, sorry. To no, I was going to say, I have been, and Thomas has been very up and down this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like the beginning of the season was pretty up, and I think the last probably like four games has been pretty down. Um, and I think it's easy to overlook when we're winning. You know, four-game win streak, ah, Thomas has got an assist here, maybe an assist there not doing much else, not necessarily noticeable on the ice. And you go, okay, well, that's no big deal. But then when you lose, the magnifying glass is, you know, on you. Samford obviously had a goal recently. I think he's also looked very up and down. We've seen Dunn obviously benched. These are some inconsistent younger guys um, that I think it would make sense that Craig Berube is probably singling out a little bit in terms of need to compete more. I'm sure some older guys do too, but I mean, I think you're seeing it. Obviously, Shen Schwartz and Kairu look really good together. I think O'Reilly and Perron have gotten better mm-hmm. since, like in the last three or four games. They were kind of nowhere to be seen before that. So I, it makes sense that it would be these guys that he's kind of looking at. You know, he's not going to be screaming at Ivan Barbashev. Ivan Barbashev's playing eight minutes a night or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's these young guys that are filling our top nine role. Yeah, and I think Robert Thomas, I, listen, we are unabashedly a Robert Thomas stand podcast most of the time. But even though I agree that he's been kind of up and down, uh, as you're talking about, I it does feel like he's kind of the biggest disappointment of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people say, like, Tory Krug's not as amazing as they thought, but honestly... predicted the hell out of that. Yeah, Tory Krug's looked fine. He's, he's been not, fine at times, He's yeah. looked fine. I think him and Preko together has been kind of... And that's why they've broken that up. But he's getting his assists. He's out there He's out there playing his game. I think you're getting... I think you're getting Tory Krug. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're disappointed in what he is, I get that. Well, but if also, you're like, he's not as good as I thought he'd be... It's a new team, too. He's kind of going through the Fox stuff, except that at least he's playing his position yeah. where Fox was getting thrown all over the place. And also, Tory Krug on a team where the power play isn't working at all. Yeah, that's kind of his bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, and again, like, 
he's a guy where the power plays the strength and the other stuff isn't necessarily weakness. Mm. But if you don't have the strength, it's just like, okay, he's like an all right defenseman. Yeah, he's, he's there. That's not what you were hoping to get, obviously, for mm. what you paid for. But that's like, yeah. But also, like, Robert Thomas, I feel like, has been working his way up to this point, And I'm not, I'm not panicked about him yet even if the whole season's terrible i'm gonna be like okay a lot of guys have a really bad season somewhere in their development Hmm. nathan mckinnon did i'm not saying he's nathan mckinnon either but like it can happen you know you can do just fine afterwards but it is feel like like he finally got to this point where they're like all right we're we're like fully in and he's gonna be a top six center now and he's just been kind of and to be fair, I do think Baruby kind of gave up on him and Hoffman real freaking quick. I mean, after um, like a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like gave up on Hoffman on the first power play way too quick. I, I scorched him for that at the time. I still think it's true. Also, your power play isn't working. With I know, those maybe guys you should just try it. So maybe give it a shot. <laughs> that is my big, like why Mike Hoffman isn't on your first power play unit. He has one skill. <laughs> I, and I'm not even. That's not even a burn Mike Hoffman moment. He's extraordinarily good at one thing. Let him do that thing. <laughs> You're paying him four million dollars and not letting him do the thing he's best at. I don't. It is weird too because you're like, that's what he's here for. He's not going to be here next you year. Couldn't, and I think we've said this before, but if they signed him at all thinking that he was going to be a two way forward, shame on them. Yeah, that's, that's on no. them. That's their. I know, what is he, like 30 or something? You're like, dude, you're not changing this dude. Yeah, and again, I'm not burning him, but like, this is the player he is, and that's fine. He's very good at it. He's been very good at it for a number of years, but that's who he is. So play with the chips you have. Don't imagine that you have cards, I guess is a better metaphor, that you don't have. You Mm -hmm. know, if you have a jack of hearts, don't tell yourself you have a king of diamonds or whatever. Um... So, yeah, it's just, there are some things, I don't think coaching is, like, off the hook. I think the power play is, you know, really questionable, and I think some of the roster decisions are up and down. Another player I'm not, I'm not thrilled with is Colton Pareko. Yeah. I think Justin Fox Red Hot start is kind of covering for the fact that Colton Pareko has been sort of doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd say so, man. Not, I mean, he hasn't been like garbage, but, but we were talking all off season about like Colton Pareko, not a number one defenseman, Alex and Petrangelo. certainly not in the way that Alex Petrangelo was, and I think he is proving us correct. Yeah, that's the thing that always bugged me. It was like it's... and Hoffman, and and Falk, Sorry to interrupt. Is leading the team in ice time, so like functionally he's not even being used to that's that. what i say is like people will say well he's our number one defenseman i'm like is in he? name <laughs> yeah. like in name and not in any practical way like i the ship has sailed the ship has completely sailed for me at least what is he 26 27 mm-hmm. i guess it could turn later in his career the ship has sailed in him being like any offensive threat i get he has a huge shot he I understand to use it. it well. And it's not he's it's not, not particularly that, like good at aiming it either. Yeah, it's not even that he can't score with it. He doesn't put it mm. off pads. He doesn't kill I mean he should hurt people with it. That goal that he scored against Ben Bishop, not that you want to hurt Ben Bishop, but like hit people with that shot. Make them make the choice between blocking yeah, exactly. that and being hurt or moving and letting it get on your goalie. You know, those are the things that he's never done. And at some point, not going to do it. It's the same as Mike Hoffman. I know he's a little younger, but it's like, 
this dude's just like a 20-point player, and that's fine, mm. but that's not a premier NHL defenseman anymore. I know, I was like, Alex Petrangelo on some of his goodery, goodery, some of his goodery <laughs> years, some of his better years was like 50? Yeah. 40, 50? 45, 50, It's like, you're, you're just not going to get that from Colton Preco. So, but that aside, like, his defense has just been atrocious. Like... The guy's just watching pucks out there. I've seen him get turnstiled a number of times. He's in front of the net and can't find the guy behind him. It's he's he's looked rough, honestly, like ever since him and Bowmeister haven't been a thing. Like, I'm not saying it was all Bowmeister, like Bowmeister made Colton Preco, but those two together looked really good. Mm-hmm. Obviously through the cup run. Amazing. We'll never forget it. But Colton Preco without Jay Bowmeister. I mean, even last year when Jay Bowmeister was playing um Pareko didn't look look especially great and it I think that made us feel even more um strongly in our argument to keep Petrangelo and now that mm-hmm. Petrangelo's gone I'm glad that Fox stepped up but imagine if Fock was still Fock of last year I mean really yeah it'd be there'd be zero our defense already crap it'd be terrible it'd be abominable <laughs> um it just wouldn't be very good. Yeah, I'd like to, if we have our two games this weekend against uh, Arizona, and then if we don't end up having any Minnesota games next week for whatever reason, I'd like to, yeah, use our time to, like, deep dive on Pareko's stats and compare it to other, like, number one defensemen, because I just don't, I don't think it's there. Um, I'll be curious as time passes what the Blues decide to do with him. Sure, resign him. I'm not saying don't resign the guy. But well, I think you kind of cast your lot there with letting Petrangelo. Yeah, go. you pretty much have to unless you got some other righty that's stepping up. I mean, he's still mm-hmm. he's still a good defenseman, but it's like you're definitely. I remember people being like, "You're gonna have to pay Pareko an awful lot in free agency," and I was like, "I don't think so." You can't you can't pay that to more than six point five. That's tops. I'm giving that to him. Mm. He's not. I mean, to be fair, I want to I want to do this calculation real quick. He does have seven points in 11 games. Okay. So. But only one goal. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'm trying to real quick. Eight and two times seven. Cross multiply. Solve for X. Uh, that would be a 52-point season in regular. But it doesn't feel like that. And se- and six of those seven points are assists. And I wonder if most of them are secondary assists. <laughs> um you know, it just—I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're being a little hard on him. Maybe he had a particularly bad night tonight, but it just feels like he is what he is. Mm. He does have some hot streaks every once in a while. I mean, maybe it is Fox play looking that much better, yeah, maybe, but but it's just like I don't think this is a dude who is a cornerstone of your team. And I think if you look at the season overall. Bennington has been, I think we're not singing his praises enough for how good he's been mm. after a really terrible time in the bubble. I was like, whether, yeah. people, whether people want to say it now and admit it now or not, people were freaked. Oh, yeah. There are a lot Pe- of people now that they're saying, well, we just wrote that off. That people are real scared <laughs> about... Uh... People are um, real scared about the fact we only had Allen for one more year yeah, at that oh, point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I think Bennington's been fantastic. Justin Falk and Jordan Kyrie, like, without those three dudes, yikes. And I realize we've had those three dudes, so, like, what am I saying? But. I mean, if they were still who they were last year. Yeah, and it's like, you can be like, well, Shen's been really good. Yeah, also, though, he's been playing with Jordan Kyrie, who seemed to be driving a lot of that, you know? Like, I just, I, again, 
we're at the end of another podcast where it's like, I don't know. I guess we have to watch the upcoming games and just see, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But like the Tampa Bay Lightning podcasts of the world aren't like, I don't know what this team is. You know, like they're probably pretty boring. And though. I think that's the tier we're in right now. We're no longer a top tier contender. We're kind of in that second or third tier where it's like, we're probably fine and we could make a run. We could maybe get to the conference final. Mm. That's what I mean. I don't or think what, we're whatever the 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 semifinal round yeah. in this year. Like I don't think we're contenders. We're not strong. I don't contenders. think we would beat both Colorado and Vegas, but I think we could beat either. And then if somehow the other one got upset, we could be whoever upset. Them. <laughs> or like we could do it. Like we could beat, do it. Beat the Colorado Avalanche today with half their roster yeah, injured. That's right. Like uh, last year. I wouldn't bet on it. But, like, I don't think this team is bad. I'm not saying that. But they are kind of a mess. Mm. And they've got some big question marks. And I think all we can really do is just kind of wait for the answer. Yeah, I got to say, I'm happy that the NHL figured this out so quick because this is the uh, equivalent of, like, having a bad game and then getting to play immediately yeah. the next day. Or it's like, sweet, I get to see this team play Arizona again twice. And I think it's almost like a playoff preview. Not that I think we'll be playing Arizona, but yeah. like, how does this team respond to winning than losing this uh, this last game in a pretty extraordinary fashion? Minus obviously those those late goals. Um, can they respond and play a better defensive game? And can they? And if they win that game, can they go on to win the fourth game? Um, I'm just. It's a very interesting exercise. This will be the first time, like in forever. That will have played a team three times in a row, and then four times in a row. Mm-hmm. I think the only other time that was even going to happen this season was against uh, Minnesota, like very late in the season. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think it's you know it's too soon to overreact, but it's soon to it's it's soon enough to start reacting a little bit. Just react, just um, regular react. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know. I just, I guess that's it. I guess that's what we've got. <laughs> I don't know. That's I'm really credit to the NHL for giving us something, like for figuring that out that quick, giving us games. Because yeah. it would really suck if we were sitting here right now and it's like, oh, by the way, we don't play for a week. Oh, God. Uh, so good for the NHL. And I think that's a smart backup plan because you're still trying to cram all these games in. Yeah, you got to do something. In, at some point, you got to probably admit that there will be some like point percentage stuff going on at the end of the season and just. You know, tear that band-aid off and get I believe that to be true. I don't think they're going to have enough runway to be yeah. like, you know, we'll make up those 10 games at the end. Yeah, it's like, no. no. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're fine in the standings. They're fine. The Blues are fine. They're fine, but they're not good. So I guess that's where <laughs> we leave it. I guess that's it. It's just, I, it's just like the jerseys. They're fine, but they're not good. Don't uh, play in basements and sock feet. Um, don't do it. Put put on shoes or go barefoot or, you know, finish your basement. Only go to friends' houses if they have finished basements. That's true. That'd be my advice. Steven, should I be leaving your home currently? Oh, well, we don't ever go to the basement. That's fine. Mm. But probably. Probably okay. for safety. Second of all, avoid the rink rattler. Oh, the calls. rink rattler. You don't want that ever. And third, you know, go go win this game. Go win the games this weekend and score three or four power play goals and then i'm gonna feel like yes. great great perfect we're fine they we're will not, not. we're <laughs> not gonna be no, fine no, 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 steven no. who wins the super bowl Ooh, uh i just think the chiefs are much much better than anyone else in the nfl <laughs> right now i don't know like i 
I wanna like I've I've one eighty'd on Tom Brady where now I'm like, fuck, I have to like him. I have to like him. I have never rooted he for is, Tom Brady in my life and I'm rooting for Tom Brady. Now. He's unparalleled. I don't know why. It's like I I hated him for so long and he's just beaten me down to the point where I'm like Shit, he's the best of all time. He really is the greatest of all time. You ever think about how the two thousand one Rams yeah. like lost that guy and you and I as and a kid I was upset. I oh, was because yeah, you're sure. like so young and to me the Rams were always good because that's when my that's brain turned remember. on. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, sweet, amazing. And I was like, I'm so this Tom Brady guy and all through the two thousand, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I hate this guy. And then like as he just slowly ascended to godhood. I was like, oh, I guess I can't hate you anymore because you're just yeah. amazing. The fact that he had the balls to bet on himself to leave New England mm. and leave Bill Belichick. And he went, he didn't go to, I don't know, to the Chiefs. Mm. It wasn't like Patrick Mahomes tore his ACL at mm. the very end of last season and Tom Brady's like, I'll step up to the plate. <laughs> I'll fill in for an you know, amazing like he team. He went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who weren't garbage and Jameis Winston was garbage so the narrative is there but they weren't like dominant mm-hmm. they weren't like the next team that you would think oh Super Bowl contenders for sure just bring Tom Brady there and he did it he just did it he just did it That's I, can't, amazing, I couldn't I can't at some point it's just like I, the phrase game recognized game except I don't have games so it doesn't really apply but like <laughs> at some point it's just like alright man you're yeah. the greatest of all time what am I gonna say? I guess I should say if Tom Brady wins, I'll I won't feel angry about oh, it. No. I think I still want like, the wow. Chiefs to win, but I'm like, yeah, wow. I if probably you, do. If I'm you probably win, not like pro Buccaneers. Mm. I do have some friends on both sides, but like, it's just like wow. And we got to watch it. That's another thing where I'm like old enough now, where I'm like, oh man, you got to see Tom In Brady. In years, our grandkids will be like. Tom Brady, that's when all that footage was in color instead of new age black and white. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, but you don't understand. It was vibrant. It was My like, eyes they threw, burned. They threw the football with the laces in that, that time. They didn't know anything. And it's like, I get all that. But you gotta know, he's great. He's like the Rocket Richard of football. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yes. Fifth sport in North America. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I think, with all that said, I do think the Chiefs are the better team, hmm. but, uh, I, I think they, I think the Chiefs pull it out. Is this in Tampa? Yeah. That's also crazy. Weird. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> um. It doesn't happen very often. No. Sometimes, but not often. No. It's never happened, in fact. Oh, really? I think, no, that it's oh, actually okay. worked out. I thought for sure it had. No, because it's just like, out of guess. It's always warm weather cities, but the teams that are warm weather cities aren't always good. <laughs> so That's true. You would think it would happen more often, because like Houston's good, and like yeah. you know, Miami's not. Nah, Miami was good, but then they weren't anymore. But yeah, I can't. It feels weird that it's this weekend, but it is. So enjoy your Super Bowl, folks. Enjoy your uh, my brother's birthday. Enjoy your my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Bill. Big fan of the show. Probably. Probably. He gave up. He gave he up probably, when he heard the shitty mics. Oh, yeah. He's out of here. He quit a long time ago. Um, and, you know, again, I just one more time, watch out for the rink rattler. That's all I'd say. And uh, rattle on home. <laughs> we'll oh, talk God. to you later, folks. Stay safe. Oh, 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 oh
can dance if we want to We can leave your friends behind Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine See, we can go where we want to Place where they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind And so am I And we can dress real neat From our hearts to our feet And surprise them with a victory cry Say, we can act if we want to If we don't, nobody will And you can act real rude and totally removed And I can act like an imbecile Say, we can dance, we can dance Everything's out of control We can dance, we can dance We're doing it from all to all We can dance, we can dance Everybody look at your hands We can dance, we can dance Everybody's taking the chance Safe to dance Oh, it's safe to dance 